Welcome to Chipper T's Buds Podcast, home of building unique desires. As a kid, I always wanted several different cars, man. I mean, from custom, low rider, donk, stock, hot rods, slabs, street riders. Hey, I just always been intrigued in the cars, man. As I began building my first 124th scale model car at age 11, my passion for the hobby grew tremendously. With 11 years of consistent building, trial and error, bad trades, good trades, natural talent, and learned talent, I've been able to establish my own style and learn from all that. Growth is vital to anything you do in life, and you can't be scared to think different, build different, and approach a model car with a great mindset. When you got the feeling to create, hey man, build something you desire that is unique to you. Welcome to the Buds Podcast, Building Unique Desires, starring Chipper T. Uh, yeah, hey, what's going on, y'all? Chipper T here, man. This is episode seven. We are still in the early stages of trial and error season one. I appreciate y'all rocking with me like cut off stockings, you know what I'm saying? Y'all really have been supporting. And uh, we're just going to continue to keep going up from here, man. So today's episode, man, we're just going to talk about the early stages of me pretty much selling model cars, man. Just hustling, trying to have some money in my pocket, you know, especially since they were like just kind of quick together, thrown, thrown together hoppers that I thought were pretty top-notch, you know, clean from bottom to top. And apparently they wasn't, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I was inspired in the early days by, you know, uh, Pebble Pack on, on YouTube, Mr. 317 on YouTube, Dre One Only. Um, um, I mean, the list goes on of, of all the builders um, on YouTube that were building hoppers and they just were consistent with building multiple, you know, multiple cars. They were clean. I mean, from Impalas to G-Bodies. These guys here, man, were pretty much, like, the fastest and the most consistent when it came to, like, reselling the cars. Like, putting them together and then reselling them. And then just complete, you know, complete and clean. So, um, yeah, man, let's take a commercial break. We're going to jump right into this episode. We ain't even going to hold y'all too long. And then, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Chip TV. This is Skeleton from LUGK. You guys listening to Chipa TV podcast. Get your dose of good energy. Hey, once again, shout out to Skeleton for the for the love. And shout out to everybody once again for listening, man. You guys have been rocking with me this far, and we're just gonna keep going up from here, y'all. So Man, I didn't grow up with the ability to always ask my parents for something, y'all. So, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I didn't, I didn't, I mean, you know, when I did, I did. And if I got it, I got it, I, you know, it wasn't no complaining about what you got and what you didn't get. You know what I'm saying? If you got it, you know what I'm saying? So, I didn't have that ability to just ask my parents for whatever and I got it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I grew up at a point in time early on maybe around the age of eight, you know, early in my teen and adolescent years, um, I just felt the need that I needed. I knew that I wanted my own stuff. And I was probably like eight when I first cut my first yard, you know what I'm saying? I was living out in Cedar Hill, Texas. And, um, man, I remember, like, meeting some guys. They were a little older at the time, maybe like middle school and high school kids, you know, and I'm elementary, but... They think their thing was like cutting yards. They were cutting yards. They were going to the skating rink and they were going out to the park, like the little pool park, right? So my thing was every Friday, I'm going roller skating, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I did. So I cut yards every, pretty much every, every other day after school, 
you know, or whenever they, they, those guys had yards, I would just tag along with them and Eventually, I got my own lawnmower, I got my own edger, my own weed eater, and I just started doing my own thing. But after a while, maybe like 11 years old, 12 years old, you know, that's when I got <clears throat> introduced into the models and stuff like that. But I stopped working and, and, and just like, you know, I'm a kid, so I'm hustling here and there doing, you know, doing what I do with the yards. And then as I get older, things start getting a little... You know, you get older and you start finding new ways and fast ways to get money, you know, new money. And, uh, you know, so I just knew at an early age I needed to supply myself with with my own belongings, the, the things that I wanted, you know what I'm saying? The basic needs my parents always took care of, you know, my dad and my mom did a great job raising three boys, you know what I'm saying? So, um you know, we we always made ends do. They always did good for us. So shout out to my pops and my moms for always just making sure we were straight. Um, and you know, basically, I just needed to hustle to have money in my pocket, man. You know, after cutting yards, I fixed bikes here and there. You know, uh, rake the leaves, the neighbors' leaves, shovel snow when I lived out in Chicago. You know, so I had a few ways to inquire. You know, some money at a, at a young age. You know, and um. I want to say around the age of 13, 14, you know, I'm getting on YouTube. And like I say, I'm watching these guys, Pablo Pack, Mr. 317, um, Arturo, uh, Marcos Lopez, um, Floss. I'm seeing these guys, you know, put out bills and clean bills. And, you know, I'm seeing how quickly some of the guys are getting the money, you know, like it's very lucrative, you know. But once I saw how quickly some of the ways that, you know, as I got in that age frame, 14, 15, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, I, I started seeing that my friends, the people around me were going to jail, going to prison, um, just even even causing themselves not to really know them. You know what I'm saying? They don't really know themselves. So I didn't want to be like that. I never, I was always big on, you know, I'm going to do me regardless you know, I don't care if I have to, if there was a need to try to fit in or whatever, I'm going to be me 100%, you know. That way you can't even try to say I, I was this type or I tried to be like this or, you know, all you can say was that he was him. You know, I'm an old soul, so I've always been expressive about that. I've always listened to old music, you know. I always dressed old. I always just carried myself with that with that demeanor. And, um, you know, as I just saw... You know, a lot of my friends going the wrong way and, and, and the money, the money is great. The fast money is great, you know, but once you see a lot of your friends start getting caught up in like and stuff like that, you got to find ways to branch out and, and try to find something different. At least I did because I didn't know. I knew that I didn't want to end up in these scenarios like these guys anyhow. So um, I knew, you know, taking a detour like that would just that just result in just moving too fast. You had to slow down, you know? And that's when I just really took up the idea that, you know what, if I put my mind to these model cars, apply it, I, could, I this could be a lucrative thing for me. I could actually, you know, put my work out there um, and make some money. My whole thing was is I wanted to be the biggest in my city. So at the time, I had moved to Arlington, um, coming back from Chicago, I moved to Arlington, east side of Arlington, and, <coughs> oh, excuse me, finished out my middle, finished out my, 
finished out my last two years of um, elementary school and then middle school and high school, you know, it's pretty much. So when it, when someone always asks you where you're from or, you know, anything like that, I always let them know I'm from Arlington, Texas, east side, though, because it, it, that's where a lot of my fights, a lot of getting in trouble, a lot of. And I think I said this earlier in the uh, earlier in the podcast, but a lot of the just a lot of the adolescent things and growing up and becoming a young man. That's where a lot of the stuff happened from, you know, um, you know, it, just, just a lot of stuff, man. Um, so nevertheless, once I figured out, all right, at age 14, I can put these model cars together. I can be the biggest in my city. I can go out to the, all the local car shows, always have a model car with me. And then, boom, that's how people are going to, that's how I'm going to be identified. So what did I start doing? When Autorama came around, <clears throat> I met the homie John. And I told the homie John, he got a 69 Apollo. At the time, his car club was uh, New Wave. He's actually Click now, Click A. Uh, so anyhow, I met him. And I met him at Autorama. I was about, I was 13 going on 14. So this is around February. My birthday's in June. So I just turned 14. I'm still, you know. So anyhow, I meet John. We're talking. And I'm like, I love his car. You know, his like the paint job, the roof patterns and everything is just—it's a really dope car, man. It's super clean. It's it's original. It's some chrome and engraving here and there, but for the most part, it's an original, clean '69 Impala, guys. And um, we just chopped it up. And then, you know, after the show, um, I came by and I, you know, got his Facebook and everything and told him, "Hey, I'm gonna build your car one day." Still haven't built his car yet. <laughs> Let's put that out there. I haven't built this man's car. Haven't even attempted it. Haven't tried to find a kit. Haven't did none of it, okay? Um, but, yeah. So, you know, meeting him and then uh, after the show, got his Facebook, exchanging his Facebook. A couple of days later, I hit him up on Facebook and he's like, I was like, hey, man, you know what's going on, John? How's everything going? Boom, boom, boom. And then he's like, hey, you want to come ride out to the car show with me? I'm like, well, you know, I don't have transportation. I'm only I'm only 14 at this time, so I don't have transportation but a bike. He's like, well, I live out in Arlington. Where do you live? I'm like, this is perfect. This is going to work out. I'm like, I live in Arlington. And so, you know, send me his address. I ride my bike. Boom. It's about a, on a bike, it was probably about a 43-minute, 40, 45-minute bike ride. And so I rode it. Got to his house, help him clean up the car a little bit. We get in it, we tip it, and man, man, that was a great feeling, you guys. Like I, I was already in love with low riding, but when I actually got to ride in the car, hitting the switch and like just tipping and just like enjoying the music, it's just a great feeling, y'all. So that's really what got me. That was like the bug, you know how the air. If you if you if you're like in the big in the low rider community, they be like you get bit by the bug when the when you get when they're hitting the switches and all these is going. It's just that you get bit by it, and it's just it's a great feeling. You also, you know, we started periodically just hanging out, going to car shows. He would pick me up, or I would go to his house, ride my bike over there, and you know, wash the car down, help him clean it up. We did this um. There was a, uh, in Arlington, there's a parade they do every year, um, and they, they haven't done it since the pandemic um, in 2020. They did it earlier this year, but they didn't do it last year. And, um, man, I remember he decorated the car. He made a party float for the uh, 
the, the car club made a party float for, like, the kids and everything to ride on. And then, like, he was like, you can either drive the car, you can just ride with me. Or I was like, nah, I'm shooting video. So Chipper T was already, like, thinking about YouTube. I want to do a YouTube channel. So I was, I got out the car and I walked the entire parade right next to the car and the float. And just recorded the entire thing. And it was, it was a good experience. I had fun. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, all that is just tying into basically uh, just just a good experience with um, meeting someone when I was just actually trying to build his car and replicate it. And it ended up turning into a great friendship because we're still great friends to this day. So shout out to the homie John, a.k.a. Homie Styling, over there with Click A Car Club. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Chipper T here, man. Hey, I want to just say thank you for listening, man. Um, I'm slowly getting this together. I'm trying to get used to this. So if you're listening consistently, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. We're going to continue to keep going. We're going to continue to keep growing. I want you to go check out. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, guys. I need to get some water in me. I want you guys to go check out my YouTube, my YouTube channel and also my Instagram page. Very simple. Chip of tea. And I want you guys to just share the podcast. Just keep tagging me, okay? So when you go on the Instagram or you go on the YouTube or even just Facebook, I want you to tag Chippa T TV or hashtag or hashtag. So that'd be hashtag or the at sign C H I P P A H T T V. All right. Very simple. Hashtag that or just add it whenever you share. And I really appreciate you guys. Um, right now we got some stickers on the way. <clears throat> we got some stickers on the way. We got some merchandise on the way. We'll actually have an actual apparel um, clothing line very soon. So we'll have the stickers coming in November. And then we'll have the actual apparel line, fingers crossed, God's willing, jumped off around January. And it's going to be a consistent thing. We got some great designs. We have some designers. And... I'm growing. We're growing. I'm getting some stuff in motion. And so if anyone, I am looking for sponsors. I'm not sure how that's going to work. <laughs> Just being honest. So if you would like to sponsor Chipper TV, and if you want to send in supplies, um, raffle tickets, whatever you want to do to help sponsor Chipper TV and get it growing, I really appreciate it. Reach out to me and um, let's make something happen. I'll also be reaching out to some companies myself. Um, to promote their products and to as well get them on board with Chippa TV. Um, so yeah, I'll be reaching out to a couple of local hobby shops here in my city, um, and pretty much just getting the podcast locally known. Um, eventually I'll be going in November. Me and Bullet Seven are going to be taking a trip out to Atlanta. When I get out to Atlanta, I'll be popping out flyers and um. Cards and stuff in that nature for Chippa TV uh, in certain hobby shops and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're going to get this ball rolling. This is episode seven. Episode eight will be, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to get a consistent schedule with you guys. I don't know if you guys are keeping up with the episodes. I don't know if who's listening. So I'm just going to keep this going and be consistent as much as possible. But I thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Audi. Peace.
Yo, so we back at it, man. And so listen, right? The homie John's car was going to be my first replica that I was going to do. I was going to build all the way through, sell it, and start over and do another one, right? But I said no. What I end up doing is taking... I just started building cars. And as I started building cars, even if they were incomplete, I would start taking them to local car shows. And I'm not saying I was the only one in my city doing it, but that's what I did. I took them to car shows with me and, you know, posted them up. I'm sure other builders before me were doing the same thing when they had their custom car or whatnot, you know. Uh, but at the time, that's what I was doing. I, I was just kind of advertising like that. You know, you get a lot of people that come to you, hey, what's the, you know, and then you start pointing out details to them, and they're like, oh, okay, so what you going to charge to do this, and how you do that, and so it was, it was a thing where I was just really getting myself out there in the city and getting known, and um, basically what I started doing is just taking on replicas that people had in the, in the, in the city, so I did one car from um, Rollers Onlys, it was a Buick, Buick Regal, um, and that was the only, oh, and then the Homie John's car. That's the only two cars. The Buick Regal was the only car that I finished and sold. Um, I did some other small cars, but they wasn't replicas. They were just cars for locals that wanted, you know, a car built. So, you know, after doing that, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Like, I'm start, I'm seeing results. I'm seeing, I'm seeing what I've been seeing online. Which I'm not a follower. I've always been a leader. I've always led my own way and my own path and my own doing. But I was a hustler at a young age, so when I seen that, and I, did, I didn't post up my cars online for a sale at a certain time until I got like 15 or 16, you know, and like I say, these guys on YouTube and True Riders that were building the hoppers back then were already selling them cars like crazy, you know, even from the layitlow.com page, they were already, you know, doing what they were doing, but um, if you were ever on the True Riders Facebook group, then you know the amount of hopper builders that are on there, right? And, I mean, I can name them, <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of freaking names, you know? So, like, like the guys I mentioned earlier, Mr. 317, Pac Pimp, uh, 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 Floss, uh, Marquez, uh, uh, I mean, the list goes on, there's quite a few, but uh, those are the ones that, you know, I ask questions and Tried to, you know, I seen how efficient, how consistent they were with the supply and demand that they had. You know what I mean? So, just looking at the comments, you know, when I didn't necessarily build hoppers, there were always dozens of people, you know. I was one of them that just, hey, are you, are you selling that? Or can I get one? Or how long does it take to build? Or what's the deposit, you know? Um, and, you know, if you just do the math, you know, if there's... if the, you don't. You also don't want to count someone else's pockets, right? But if you do the math and you see that there's 10, 12 cars being built in a week, you know, or there's, you know, there's there's two dozen cars being built in two weeks and they're all being sold for 150, 120. You just gotta do some numbers and add that up, you know. I I, I didn't like math at all in school, okay. <laughs> I didn't like math, but I do know how to add, multiply, subtract. I know PEMDAS, okay? <laughs> I know PEMDAS. So, when you know PEMDAS, and you just like, at, at age 14, 15, 16, 
When you know that, then you just calculate those numbers and do the little, you know, hey, okay, this is what supply is going to cost. When you start breaking it down the numbers at age 14, 15, 16, like how I did, you can see it's a lucrative thing. It's very, very lucrative, right? Especially if you can meet the supply and demand and stay consistent. So I challenged myself, man. Like I, I, I was like, hey, man, I gotta add, I, I gotta add up these numbers real quick. Figure out the supply and demand. Figure out what I'm gonna spend on supplies and what I'm gonna spend on my personal stash. And I mean, with all that in mind, I was willing to build, 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 build. You know, invest, 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 spend, spend, spend. Um. Didn't really much care about the outcome. Like, I, I definitely wanted detailed quality builds. But my paint jobs just wasn't there yet. You know what I mean? And I always noticed that. Like, my details were. Just the paint job, the appealing aspect of it. When, when you want to grab the attention of a person, they're, they're just kind of turned off because the paint jobs wasn't really grabbing them like that. Now, you know, I, want, I, I know as you're listening, you're going to say, well, Chippa T, you were probably building for the wrong idea you had the wrong intentions you were probably following when you should have been doing your own thing you know you should have just learned how to build a clean simple car you know and and you guys are absolutely right you know but i i'm just a hustle i just that's what i am you know as a young kid it was installed in me you know since like eight you know i just know how to get money i know how to get things on my own i've always been like that you know, there was a time period that I learned the A-arm setups, right? And I'll tell you guys, like, when I built the U-bar hoppers, because that's, that's, those are the cars that I was selling. None of my cars were A-arms at the time. I had a few that was, like, I had a 64 Impala. We'll get into that real quick. My first A-arm hopper was, it was built for someone else. It was a 1964 Revell Impala. Um, shout out to Mr. Arthur Rowe, because at the time, he had the pictures. So... For some reason, I just didn't understand. Like, I needed a how-to video. And that's, if you go back and listen to, uh, there's an episode on uh, Mr. 317's YouTube channel where he's like, man, that dude, Antonio, always asking questions. <laughs> and I was, and, but it was just the fact that, like, I didn't, I needed to see it. So it got to the point where I studied Arthur Rose pictures every day at school. Like, I got in trouble. i never forget. I got in trouble in gym or... No, we was in athletics. You were in the workout room. And I got in trouble, man. I, it was study hall season. No, it was study hall. It was study hall. It was study hall. I wasn't studying the work. I was studying the A-arms. Like, legit. Like, I was studying... When I get home later, I'm going to figure out how to get these cars hopping on these A-arms. And, like, I was studying that stuff. I got in trouble for that, man. But... It really helped me. So shout out to Mr. Arturo because I figured it out. Once I got home, that was my first official car hopping on A-arms. And I sold that car for like 160 bucks. But at the time, like I was getting back to it, my U-Bar hoppers were only being sold for like 100 bucks, $75, $120. I think that was like the most I got was like 120 at the time for a U-Bar hopper. And everything else was like just like, you know, 75 85 165 You know, it wasn't nothing special. But once I learned the A-arms, my head got big. Boom! Like, like, my head was like jack in the box. You know what I'm saying? And it was to the point where I'm like, yo, shh. I'm not worried about this paint. I'm finna paint this car up real quick. I'm not worried about body work. I'm finna paint this car. I'm finna get it done. Bare metal foil. 
boom, boom, put it together and get it out, sell it, boom, it's done, it's over with, you know what I'm saying, and that was just my mentality going into it, you know, um, and then I started figuring out the, the ball joints, the learning that what a spindle is, a bracket, a, a control arm, learning the entire frame and setup and suspension, once I learned all of that sway bar and, you know, adding the chains to the to the upper upper control arms for like just learning all the different techniques when it comes to, to the hoppers and the street car and making it actually function, I applied all that to okay, you're not paying me for my time no more. I mean you're not paying me for the bill, you're paying for me paying me for my time, the things that I'm learning. And uh I shit, man, I started I started putting prices on my car. It's like two hundred. I just thought I was man, two fifty, <clears throat> three hundred. Yeah, you gotta come with that, run that. But I didn't. I I was a kid and I was just thinking money. You know, I was hustling. I was just trying to get it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, that car back to that 1964 that A arm hopper that really got me going. That car was built frame up, so I, like I said, I didn't care about the paint order pretty much the foil, but it came out okay. It came out decent, as you guys see earlier in the, in the pictures. Um, I just made sure that everything on the frame was pretty much correctly, so when it locked up, it, it wasn't crooked. You know, you didn't even need chains, so when it locked up, it wasn't crooked. It didn't sway. The dry shaft was in, you know, the, 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 the springs in the front bounced enough. We called it the city hop. Um, the control arms was flexible. Everything on the frame was, was top tier, you know. I allowed everything to just move freely and, you know, with just enough of tolerance so that it will lay and, and lift, you know, correctly. So that was basically it. And once I just was, like, applying that to my setups, I was like, all right, I know I can charge more now. And then um, reinforcing the frames, I started learning that. I was like, okay, well, um, I don't think I broke any frames, you know, if I, if I think about it, I don't think I ever broke any frames. Even bef previously before I started reinforcing my chassis, I don't even think I broke any frames. But um, I started doing that, started learning how to reinforce the frames realistically, though, not just adding plastic and metal, just actually looking at real pictures and studying, um, you know, real cars, real Impalas, real G-bodies. Even when I go to real shows, I ask questions and just... Just pretty much learning everything that's realistic about real law riding and just trying to apply it to the models. And this is this is 15, 16, 17, 18. You know, as I'm getting older, I'm still just applying this stuff, even till this day. And, um, man, like, I learned how to mod the servos very, very early on, like age 13. So, like, I was always ready and treed, you know. Um, and then learning how to just add a little bit more power to them um, without burning up the, the little circuit board. Um, you know, Radio Shack was still open at the time, so I was able to get switches, switch box, wires, um, everything pretty much like right there. It was just the tangible items that I needed to get for the build were pretty much right there on the next block, you know, because Radio Shack was right there. And it was very convenient for me. So I'd go to Radio Shack every day, you know, after I finished making my little money. Because uh, I was still cutting yards, but I was also doing other things as a young teen. And, you know, once I got my little money, I would go up to Radio Shack and I'd go get my little tools and stuff that I needed. 
I learned how to wire up my switches, learned how to run my wires. And, um, man, once Radio Shack closed, it kind of just detoured me. It kind of gave me, like, I don't even want to build hoppers no more. So, um, doing after just being able to have Radio Shack right there and then having the hopping hot like hopping hydros uh parts the Johnson motors the 130th motors the the wheels the Dayton's um uh Wild Bill's hobby uh Wild Bill's hobby shop had this stuff like on deck so it was in stock all I had to do was go pick it up and so it was just like it was like great like it was kind of like a time period where I got into building the U-bar hoppers the A-arm hoppers at the right time, you know, um, because it was still fresh to the internet, it was still fresh to to the worldwide. Basically, like it was, if you if you if you built lowrider hoppers, you know, nineties, two thousands, late eighties, then you did that because someone in your family, you know, uncles and you know, probably grandpas and dads and stuff like that. Um, that's how you were just raised around it. You know what I mean? For me, I didn't have an outlet until, you know, YouTube, the internet kind of came around. Of course, I had a, uh, I had a few uncles and stuff that were always into cars. You know, I had an uncle, my dad had a few low riders himself, but just falling deeply in love. No one in my family was deeply in love with low riding or hoppers or, you know, trying to build lowrider model hoppers or model cars period lowrider model cars period if they my uncles and dads when they built model cars it was stock it was pretty much like a street car you know that's what they aimed for you know so keeping that in mind it was just like it was i got into the a-arms and the u-bar and the hopping in the right time period you know what i'm saying so i'm thankful for the experience and being able to um actually you know, learn how to do it and then make a little profit off of it because it kept me out of trouble a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I'm actually thankful that I got to sell and have my bad trades because I definitely had a few cars that, you know, probably they definitely shouldn't have been sold. You needed, you needed more time, Antonio. Chip T, you needed more time on the car. You shouldn't have sold it. So it was definitely moments like that. But... I live and I learn from those mistakes, and I have gotten better. <laughs> um, so, you know, I wired up my own switches. I wired up my own switch box. I color matched my bo- my switch boxes to match the cars. I mean, I did what I did, man. And, and overall, as I started doing them less, you know, this is going to sound backwards, but as I started doing them less and less, I got better at them. You know, I got better at building a clean car, if that makes sense. So as I start doing, as I start building less model car hoppers, my skill level, my attention to detailing, paint, overall finish begin to get better, you know. So I'm not saying that I should have stopped building model car hoppers a long time ago because I love them. I, I have a few now, but I definitely should just apply more of those same principles, um, you know, as of now. And, um, you know, I'll say this, man. It, it, it came to a point where it was just an overwhelming experience for me, you know, from selling the cars, the bad experience, to Facebook uh, arguments, to just a whole little, like, mess of 
a small tornado is like I, I like to say I like to say small little tornado and a gumbo of just learning. You know what I'm saying? It's just me learning how to, you know, articulate myself, learning how to move, you know, staying on my word and just actually, you know, learning. That's basically what it was. And, you know, I was dealing with people online, you know, <laughs> just like they was ready to come find me. I had people like trying to come find me, you know, not the people that I did bad trades with or sold terrible cars to. I'm talking about people who just may have heard about me or, you know, some of the mistakes I may have said or things like that. Like, it just, man, it, it got to a point where I was like, I, I, I got off Facebook because I was like, man, you you don't know, we can't have one-on-one conversations because there's only so much that you can convey from tone to voice. It's only so much you can do over text, over online, you know, without getting a full understanding of what the other person or what you are saying, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, I had a, I had a lot of orders coming in at, at one point in time. I mean, just like left to right, left to right, left to right. A lot of people want a car. A lot of people want a car. And I'm trying to keep up with it. I'm like, man, I got y'all. Don't worry about it. Let's do it. You know, let's do it. But I just, I failed to realize that I didn't have a, I didn't have a bulk stock of supplies. I didn't have a bulk load of cars. I didn't have a bulk load of servos. I didn't have a ton of hopping motors. I didn't have all the supply to meet the demand. You know, so that's when I had to just take a step back and I had to really just figure out because it got it also got to the point where I, I didn't like the model cars no more. I didn't want to be in any of the Facebook groups. I didn't want to be on Instagram. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't even like the model cars. I just I just want I was just going to build for me and, and, you know, just keep it here. Like I want to go show nobody. I want to tell nobody. I was just going to do do me, which is kind of what I'm doing now. But, um, you know, I, I got over I, I, I got over that. And I just had to realize that, you know, you're not going to be able to meet the, the the demand right now. So just take a step back, fall back in love with the hobby, fall back in love with the model cars, you know, and just build something unique to you, Chipper T. That's what you got to do. And so that's what I started doing, man. I just started, you know, a lot of people in the local community, the Facebook group, Plaxis Society group, a lot of them told me, like, you started doing a lot of different builds, Chipper T., and it's just because that was stuff that I love, stuff that I like. Like the, uh, man, I've, I've I've actually sold some of these cars, man, but the damn 1965 Mustang, like it's a stock original car, or even the 1980s Jeep Honcho. It's a two-door right-hand drive Jeep, you know? It's, it's like, that was something that I love. A lot of people know me on Facebook and stuff like that from lowriders, from hoppers. And when I posted that, it did numbers. Like, people were like, damn, that's a dope bill. Like, it's right-hand drive. He did the door jams. I had a few people hating on me, talking about, oh, yeah, your door jams ain't correct. But, you know, you got to just block that shit out and just remember that I built something unique to me. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's really what it comes down to. And so, you know, um, just, just paying attention to that and... and, and not really getting caught up with this is a lucrative hobby. It's not a lucrative hobby, you know what I'm saying? This is something that is a hobby. It's something you're supposed to enjoy and love and build unique desires. You feel me? That's why I created this podcast, to build unique desires, to give out that energy that, hey, you got to build something unique that you desire. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it and how many times I got to get through you guys' head that are listening, <laughs> but I'm going to keep it out there. So, 
this has been episode seven, man. You know, this is that, that's my little rant. I hope you guys caught up, catched up, are still keeping up. This is this has been my little, you know, my mishap on selling model cars. Pretty much the hoppers, you know, and um, I don't do it as much now. Um, so yeah, man. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. Uh, what can I end this with? I'll say this right now. Episode eight. Episode eight will be about joining City to City Model Car Club. Um, great group of guys, man. Great group of individuals. All, all are stand up, solid people. Um, and I mean, at least to, at least to me and my presence, you know, they've all been stand up guys to me. Very respectful. And um, it's always been mutual. So I have nothing else to say, but I've been down with City the City Model Car Club for about 10 years now, maybe eight, maybe eight, but it feels like maybe 10. Um, and so, yeah, man, um, we're just going to keep building, you know? A lot of cars have came from City to City Model Car Club, and some of them are actually still out to this day. Um, a lot of them, a lot of cars actually broke records on YouTube. They've done numbers, even on Facebook, even on Lay It Low. So, that, that's the next topic. That's the next episode. I'll see you guys later. I hope you guys enjoyed. I love y'all. Peace. Well, if you've been listening so far, thank you for rocking with me. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, so much. We got a lot more to talk about and a lot more to come, so make sure you check out. I promise you we're going to try to try for every day. Every day we're going to give you guys something, no matter if it's... Uh, well, we're not going to make it 9 o'clock at night. That's ridiculous. We're going to try to give you something every day, though, guys. So, you know what? Stay tuned with me. Stay rocking with me. Keep growing with me. If you made it this far, I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We got some stickers on the way. I got some merch on the way. We got some sponsors on the way. Don't forget, check out Chippa T TV on YouTube. Once again, that's C-H-I-P-P-A-H hyphen T TV. Yay! Home of the buds. Building unique desires. Yes, we are. Hey, man. Y'all tap in. I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much.